Hello, and welcome to Sacred Adventure Begin, an inquisitive space where we explore topics like gaining wisdom, travel, yoga, meditation, dance, art, and following our soul-guided paths. I'm your host, Emily, from gettingintoit.com, and together we'll focus on enjoying, sharing, and interpreting our sacred adventures and how to embody these lessons in our daily lives. Let's begin. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be back. I know I've been taking longer breaks between episodes, and I haven't really... (laughs) I haven't really established a schedule for this podcast yet, and I haven't really, uh, you know, decided an exact day that I'm going to release the episodes on, and I haven't, I literally have done none of the things that people tell you that you're supposed to or that you have to do when you're starting a podcast, and I, I want to offer you this as an idea And that is that it is okay at whatever stage in your life you're in, uh, in whatever stage of your projects that you're in, in whatever stage of figuring out who you are and who you're becoming, to allow yourself to start something and not know where it's going. And that also means that you don't necessarily have to have a plan for it or have a goal for it or it doesn't, the things that you do don't have to like make you money or make you famous. You can do something just because you enjoy it. And it's been interesting being in this time right now. Um, It is two weeks into January of 2021, and I just got a email from my Squarespace site Um, when I decided to open my business, and my Squarespace payment has come due. (laughs) And I remember building my website and I selected the podcast platform um, for my website and I was looking at it and I was thinking this is going to be great for posting art and posting things about tarot and um, posting blog things, but like podcasting, that's just weird. I don't think I'm going to do that. (laughs) And you'll probably, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while, will remember listening to early on, I I recorded an episode called Getting Over Getting Started and how to use self-awareness and questions of self-awareness to sort of push you past initial fears of doing something. And that's really where I was in 2020 at the start of 2020. And I think for many of us who have lost our jobs or Uh, pivoted or made major life changes during a year when the world was waking up to all of the ways that it could change and it could still uh, experience growth, many of us have been called to start something. And it's been beautiful and wonderful and an exciting process for me. But even just in the starting of the thing and the developing of the idea for it, and, and I will um, fully admit that I started this podcast, the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast, because I had something to say. Um, and I, I had done so much uh, learning and journeying on my own and, and spiritual development in um, yoga and in, in all of this sort of categories that you would expect for for someone who's really into, you know, like self-help and self-awareness and spirituality. And I was thinking to myself, you know, man, I really wish, wish blah, I really miss teaching. And I really miss sharing ideas and I really miss getting to know people and that's when the idea came in to start the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. And so I do really want to affirm for you um now, as I'm as I'm coming to the year end, and as I'm looking back on um, all of the things that that um, all of the episodes and all of the ways that I felt about making the episodes, and and uh, you know, like my big why, right? Um, I've been kind of in the process of redefining what it is that um, I want for us as a community, as a Sacred Adventure Begin podcast listenership, (laughs) as its creatrix um, and hostess for all the amazing voices that are out there in the world. And it's been inspiring. 
And it's been really interesting. And so I'm sharing with you now that I, that it's okay to like do something and to not have your vision perfect and to perfect it as you go. And I'm really, 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 really <laughs> looking forward to sharing some of the changes and sharing a little bit more of my vision with you and sharing a little bit more of my experience uh, as a podcast hostess uh, with you. And I even started a Patreon um, <laughs> so that we could have more like one-on-one -on -one interactions or if the podcast is something you really enjoy that you could pop over there and say, hey, thanks for making these. Uh, but there's literally zero pressure to do so. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped about where it's going. I'm pumped about the vision for it. And I'm pumped about sharing that with you. And it's interesting because... Today on the show, I have an interview with this amazing woman who I just had the privilege of meeting in a um, women's community that I am part of. And I was thinking a lot about yoga and the role of yoga. Hopefully in the next month or two, I will have my instructor from India, her name is Niveda, I uh, come and talk about teaching yoga in India. Um, she's from India, so... Um, a little bit more about um, the social structures that are, you know, going on and questions of, or at least I've been having questions of um, appropriation and entering into dialogues of, you know, what's good, what's not good, and what's efficacious and what's healing versus what's uh, contributing to unhealthy social structures. And I wanted to do a series of episodes kind of about that. But then I started interviewing people and I found that, um, and I am going to, to record an episode um, on appropriation for you all, for the community, so that we can just get a dialogue going about it. But I found people's stories of healing to be so interesting. And I found Fanny's story in particular. Um, she is an allopathic care physician. So she has uh, her doctorate and she is a primary care physician who has discovered the healing benefits of meditation and yoga. And her story is just so illuminating. So I am going to post her links. She has a YouTube station. If you all want to support her, it's there. But I'm going to go ahead and let her tell you about her story um, before I get into all the nitty gritty details <laughs> about everything you expect, can expect coming up on the podcast and all of that. I do want to ground us back into, I think interviews like this are very important because what you'll hear um, in, in Fanny's story is that she's currently in progress or in process, you could say it that way. And so we're meeting her at this beautiful place where she is starting something new and exploring like, what is my voice? How does it fit into society? How am I helping things? And, um, and helping people discover who they are and helping people become healthier, um, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing to dedicate your life to. And so, like I said, I'm excited to share her story with you for that reason, but also just to help you know that you can do something, you can start something, you can learn about something, you can share something, um, and you, you don't necessarily have to have it all figured out all at once. In fact, part of the fun is sharing your process as you go. It's what helps us all see that we can start taking steps toward our, like, fullest expression and, uh, you know, moving steadily toward it without that whole like pressure of like, this has to be perfect right now. So <laughs> I will drop off here on the intro and we'll get right into the interview. Welcome Fanny to the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. I am super pumped to have you here today and I'm going to let you say your full name for the audience since my French is, let's just say, lacking. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Hi everyone. My name is Fanny Le Boulanger. You can um, translate that as the baker and laugh as much as you want. I'm French, as you can guess, so sorry for my English if it sometimes, somehow vanishes away, but hope, let's hope not. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> oh, that actually is so 
perfect that you mentioned uh, that you're bilingual, <laughs> which is incredible. I just, um, I find myself often falling so much in love with how language helps us express who we are. So if at any point you feel like speaking in French, I would say, go for it. <laughs> but please don't apologize for your accent. It is a sign of um, your intelligence, in my uh, opinion. So <laughs> can you start? I haven't started yet. Can you start by telling listeners a little bit about yourself? In a nutshell, I'm on the journey and I'm excited to share my journey with anyone who wants to start a journey because I'm a family doctor. I'm finishing med school right now. I will be graduated uh, in March of 2021 after 10 years of studies because in France it's 10 years for just being a family doctor. And I haven't to run into an opportunity to grow during my studies because of health issues. We can discuss that later if you want. I started yoga and meditation and it basically changed my mind and changed my life. You know, when your friend is telling you, you should start yoga because it's amazing. And you're like, why? Well, I don't know why, just start. <laughs> That's yeah. me. <laughs> well, that was me. So I. I really needed to share all of that. And so that's why I became a yoga teacher as well as a yogi doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I like that you just called yourself a yogi doctor. <laughs> um, I, I find this so fascinating because I know a lot of people tune into specifically the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast because, um, I mean, I've had a lawyer on the podcast, um, people at different like sort of stages in their career. And part of why I started this is so that people understand that like the spiritual path isn't necessarily like a straight line. Sometimes it's sort of like a meandering <laughs> pathway or sometimes you go down a path and you realize, uh oh, not this path. Um, and then all of that really turns into this, um, discussing it turns into this sort of beautiful encouragement for people. So I'm really curious, you are in the process of getting your MD um, and then you came to yoga, like how, I guess let's start at this. When did you know you were gonna be a doctor? <laughs> I think um, being a doctor, um, I think I was like three or four because I, of course, wanted to be a pediatrician because I loved kids. And then when my family uh, had some health issues, I was like, okay, I'm going to be an oncologist and then I'm going to be. So I've always known I would be a doctor. And then I had a few years uh, at the end, the end of high school, like, what am I really going to do? I don't know, because um, we have this competitive system as well that, you know, when you have good grades and when you're a good girl, when you should do great studies, well, of course, med school is a great type of study, but, you know, we, you could do something else like marketing and everything. And I was like, mm, oh, sorry, I will get back to med school. So yeah. That started there. I also had um, a very high practice of violin during my uh, during my earlier education as well. I was in a special musical school that has that was um, half music and half um, standard education. So and after that, I decided to start yoga because. Because I had this strange idea to begin ballet at the age of 25. Mm, <laughs> as, you, as you can imagine from sitting at a desk for almost your, your whole life, I was really, really, really stiff. And I heard that yoga would make me flexible. So I was like, hey, why not yoga? Then from yoga, you go into meditation and well, meditation was not really my thing. Like, how would I ever, why would I ever want to sit for or X or Y minutes straight doing nothing? This is impossible. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
And after that, I actually had an opportunity to learn, as I like to call it, because uh, while I was working in the ER and I had an epilepsy seizure that made me realize something was wrong, you have all the rights to have an epilepsy seizure during your life. Many people do that where when they uh, drink too much, well, mm-hmm. maybe that was from lack of sleep because uh, where I worked, we needed to work like 24 hours straight without oh. sleeping. So that was hard. And uh, we did a full, uh, full examination and everything, the MRI, and there was nothing. So it was like, okay, that's lack of sleep. Just go back to sleep, forget the 24 hours, finish the ER and you will be great. And surprisingly it happened again so like four months later so I really was um, and there was nothing on my MRI or anything you know I didn't have any anything on, on in my brain or whatever so I really started to think because I was like there is no way I'm taking this medication for the rest of my life just to avoid the infinitesimal maybe sometimes possibility to have another seizure again so i started to look around to do my research i realized that having regular practice of yoga and meditation would help me helped a lot of people as well and with that i also started to do some digging and some what i call i like to call inside clean cleansing yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh, you know when you remove you remove all the layers of who you are and who you thought you were and yes (laughs) oh my god yes (laughs) you're like come on I've already removed like so many how come there are so many under that (laughs) (laughs) I know some people describe it as a lotus which I think is beautiful but also sometimes it can be an onion because like (laughs) as you get into it you're like why does it smell and why am I crying (laughs) (laughs) so and I really I really really wanted to share how yoga changed my life how meditation changed my life how and how and what I discovered there so that's why I became a yoga teacher (laughs) this is wonderful well let me ask you this question before I like kind of pivot us a little bit because there's there's something super interesting to me here about um having a mystery in your life and having to uncover the mystery. And for you, the mystery was um, like, why am I having epilepsy? Right. For me, I had a, um, I broke my spine and there wasn't necessarily like a trauma that would have um, caused that. And, and so I, I guess I'm curious in terms of So you were already, you already knew you wanted to go into the healing arts when you had the, um, the seizure and then you started doing yoga. How, how did, how, how do you find healing in yoga for that like specific, um, part of you? Are you finding that, that, um, you know, being present with your body and having time separate from work time. So like time to just be, which is what I consider meditation and time on my mat, um, do you find that that in and of itself is healing or are you doing specific practices to like um, that are that are sort of like counteracting the the seizures? Can you just talk about that a little bit? You cannot see me right now, but I'm nodding almost like, yes, what yeah. you, you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, of course, this um, what what everyone is doing right now with this mindfulness that is just being present, being aware And I also realized that uh, like many of us, many of our listeners today, I had the tendency to be a little in my head because I remembered from the age six that um, I remembered thinking that my body was the tool in service of my head. Mm -hmm. Yes. Once my body said, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. Sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I just try to personalize my practice during, um, depending on what I feel and also just center, centering myself, grounding myself as well. And I'm, I do not have a prescription like yoga for epilepsy. <laughs> that would be <laughs> Because because I did this ton of self-searching to get to the root cause of what I consider my epilepsy. But maybe I'm wrong. This is just my explanation for now. And for now, it has worked pretty well because I'm two years seizure-free. Yay! Yeah, that's good. That's great. It's finally great to have my uh, driver's license back, by the way. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's well if you wanna if you wanna know a coincidence, we have an epileptic cat. And uh, he has been seizure free for a year now. And he had a seizure last night, right before I woke up, um, in the in the chair that I'm sitting in right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so definitely in the energy of of um seizure. <laughs> but it is, I, I like that you mentioned this because I feel like so many times, and I think that you're a really great example of how these things can be combined. I think a lot of times the um, spiritual community, when I was getting ready to go to have my back surgery, which came after five years of living in like constant debilitating pain and like tr trying to get it fixed without the surgery and like doing, I had like multiple allopathic doctors that I went to see. Um, but I was also like going to an acupuncturist and doing Reiki and also like, you know, this, this whole mess of stuff. And one of my meditation people was like, don't have the surgery. We can fix this with just meditation. And I literally sat in her chair and I've, I, I about like, died laughing at like at that as an idea which actually I feel like now I would maybe give it a shot um <laughs> but I feel like a lot of times the meditation community will say like don't do the allopathic care like don't do the actual doctor and sometimes the doctors will say like the meditation people are crazy but it <laughs> but it yeah, it's this interesting balance. Like I had an actual physical condition that needed surgery. I tried everything else. I needed the surgery. I had the surgery and I combined it with addressing the energy of what caused the, the back pain, which was feeling like you hit the nail on the head when you said, for the beginning of my life, I was pushing my body so hard. I thought my body was there to serve my mind <laughs> and, and my ambition. And I ignored all of the signs that I needed to slow down and rest and take better care of myself. So like there was that, that that needed to end. But then there was also like underneath that emotionally feeling like I had to do that because I didn't feel secure and I didn't feel supported. And especially with it in my back, being like something coming from the past. So mm -hmm. it's really interesting what woke me up <laughs> to combining the two and called me to combine the two was like a back thing. And for you, it was like a, a seizure thing, which I mean, I don't know if you get into the energetics of this stuff, but it's, it's really curious that that's like literally like a whole body, like shut down, like a pause, like a, I don't know how you would describe it. Um, actually, it's hard to describe it because I don't remember. I only yeah. remember the second time. I remember the thing in my head, and I just remember uh, like having the beginning of the uh, thought. I hope I will not have another seizure. I yeah. just had. I hope I will not. And then I, I just woke up like half an hour later uh, in the hallway of the movie theater we were at. <laughs> so, oh my goodness! <laughs> and I, 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 actually, my my boyfriend, my boyfriend just told me that the first word that came out of my mouth, my mouth when I woke up was "Oh shit!" because that, I knew that was a se the second seizure, so I knew that I would need the treatment. Mm -hmm. So. Um, it's of, of course it's a shutdown it's just i cannot it, this is just speaking from my only point of view i haven't studied that much yet about the energetics of epilepsy but i cannot for me i cannot see that um 
somehow else than just the body taking back the control. Yep. I'm shutting you down right now up there because you've done too much and this is my way of getting back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, or of having a voice in it yeah. all. And and that's like I I feel like yoga and meditation and spiritual practice is actually like super healing from for the body. Um yeah. And also for the soul, because it's that time where you actually focus on those things, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it can be such like a beautiful healing practice. And it, it, for me, listening to your story and knowing, you know, what you're doing, where you're getting your MD and like how you're also studying yoga and you're putting it out there. Um, you said you have a YouTube channel. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. And you're combining the things. It's like, I... I would have paid so much money if I had a doctor that would talk to me about uh, like how yoga (laughs) could help the thing and how meditation could like legitimately help the thing, but also somebody who could give me that, like the, the care that I did actually need when I was in that energy. And so it's really refreshing to hear that you're, you're doing all of the things, not just like, not just being like, okay, all I need is yoga. I don't need an actual doctor or versus like, you know, all I need is medication. I don't need yoga and meditation. It's, it's really, uh, it's a great combo is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) And I'm, I'm sure that the healing of this world, of the world we're living in right now comes from combining because Mm. I don't care if you believe in something I'm not believing in. I, I'm okay with that. I, I don't know what your thoughts are um, about plant medicine and everything, but I know that when, in France, we have this thing com, called homeopathy. Yeah, um, we have it here too. Yeah. And I am so in plant medicine. That's okay Ooh. for me. But homeopathy, I'm sorry. So many studies have said that it doesn't work. But if, if people want to use that and they feel the benefits, I'm okay with it. Even yes. if, I'm, if it's just working because of placebo effect. Yes. If you take the, placebo, if you take the, the medication that is needed, like if you take the antibiotics when you have, um, oh, shoot, uh, the English word for that? In- infection. Yeah, like ear infection. Yeah. Otitis. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you take the antibiotics for the hepatitis. You can as well take the homeopathy if you feel stressed. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> who are we? Because we are doctors. We know better than people um, what they need. No, I'm sorry. I believe in, in, in discussing with the people we're taking care of. And oh. also realize our role as doctors. I'm always like, I always like to tell my patients that, I am here like for the 20% of their health. They are responsible of 80% of their health. And I'm like, just I'm participating to the other 20 to help get them in the best health they can be. But if you do not look at what you eat, if you do not exercise, I don't care what type of exercise, but if you don't exercise, if you just let go of yourself, if you just abandon yourself, mm-hmm. I can best doctor I can be the best yoga teacher meditation teacher I can try my best you will not be healthy because your health belongs to you oh yes (laughs) (laughs) yes I also believe that (laughs) we are definitely 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 on the same page there um and it does take I think um I think it's good to refer to people who are more expert in you in certain things. Um, For example, I am not going to do back surgery on myself. (laughs) I want someone who has studied it for years, but also I am, um, or here's a good example of referring to somebody, but then also listening to yourself. I, I took a yoga course um, recently because I like to um, educate yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also like I get tired of my own, like the things that come up in my own brain most of the time. Mm-hmm. And 
so like it's nice to hear another instructor how they like flow people through things or like the you know the way that they talk about a particular pose so I was in this course and they were really encouraging us to like push ourselves and I had this one moment where I was listening to my legs which were shaking and and my and they're they're going you know push through the shake and I was like no my like hip is starting to lock out I need to go down to one knee and take care of myself and listen to my body when it's saying no more Mm -hmm. um and so there's this like beautiful sort of dynamic of, you know, you, you know, (laughs) a little bit more than me here. So I'll give you, I'll give you that power. But at the end of the day, like, I also have to tune into myself and, and to see what's best. This is actually a really interesting topic. And I don't want to get like too political with that, but I, I feel like there's an added element that I do want to add here. And that is, choosing for yourself is great. Um, but also we're part of a collective too. (laughs) And so sometimes we also have to consider the health of the collective when we're choosing for ourselves. (laughs) And that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. So, um, let's talk about, yes. So how I, I asked how you got into, um, when you knew you were, you wanted to be a doctor and it sounds like someone suggested to you that you like try yoga. When did you realize that yoga was like really working for you? And and when was your sort of like, I fell in love with yoga moment that, that made you then want to study it further? I, I wouldn't say that yoga didn't work for me. It was more like using it as a, as its fitness, uh, qualities you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) having it feel like it's something that I need to do because it's part of who I am and that is necessary to my inner balance I really think I'm trying to remember um I just realized that I was passionate the more I was doing yoga like regularly after this epilepsy diagnosis and everything i was like okay if there is literature saying that you know meditation and yoga and everything is beneficial for you then be serious with yourself and start a daily practice so i started a daily practice and i realized that the more i was practicing of course the more it was vital to my inner balance (laughs) like Mm -hmm. when i was skipping a day I could literally feel it the next day or I could literally feel something was off. And I also realized that this was something I was already ready to share. Like I was talking to my family, to my friends, all about the things that I was just learning in the videos because when you practice a lot following someone, you get the pose's name, you get how you do it, you get the benefits, you get, depending who you're following and the amount of information they're giving you, you start to implement those infos inside you. So I was already sharing that. And I had some friends that had, that asked me questions about poses and everything. And I was like, I definitely need some more education in that. And I really want to teach. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, as somebody who has, teaching is definitely part of my life path also. I feel like I there's so much joy in in sharing um, what you've learned with someone else. So what what do you love about teaching? I I love how I can adapt to my students, to the energy in the room or to the person I have in front of me uh, when I have a private for example and I may have scheduled that, but if the person is, maybe if it's a woman, she's saying, being like, I have the worst period ever. I'm like in pain. You're not going to do work in some core workout. This is crazy. I love, <laughs> I love how being in the position of the teacher makes me able to sometimes hear what's going on behind what's going on. I had a friend yes. when I, uh, I, I told her I was 
giving some yoga les lessons. Uh, she told me, yeah, make me a thing that would help me kick my butt, you know, like really hard. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, you know, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm not a fitness teacher. Yeah, yeah. no, I do. And, and I just followed what I felt when I first taught her. And I was doing this mix and she really loved it. And it was not kicking her butt. <laughs> <laughs> and what I love about teaching as well is just how, how we are able to share things that empowered us. We are able to share that to empower people. And that's the thing, the message I'm trying to build with this YouTube channel and everything that is going on behind the curtain I really believe that we as teachers as leaders as whatever you want to call it someone says light worker star seed or whatever spiritual thing you're in we are all here to empower each other each mm. other and empowering each each other is about just sharing where you are where you're from and if you want to follow each other on the journey so let's go i can i can help you with what you're going through because i've gone through as well and you'll be going through things that i don't know and i will gladly learn from you and learn from your experience so let me just share let me just have your life easier if if you if i can help you figure out figure out a few things that i went through myself Yes, spoken like a true teacher. <laughs> I like that you also mentioned how much learning is present when you're working with a student. Yeah. You know, like you're going through things that I maybe don't know about and let me learn from you too. That's amazing. <laughs> so wait, I have to know, uh, so you finished your um, 200 hour, your 500 hour? 200 hours, yeah. Um, That's awesome. And I'm doing the 300 hours right now. Ah, <laughs> I haven't done my 300. I've done like continuing study, but I haven't done the, the 300 hour yet because I, um, I'm waiting for the right time. It just doesn't feel like it yet. Um, did you, which specific type of yoga did you study? And for, for the listeners out there, there's lots of different styles and types of yoga. I mean, for some of you who might be listening, who love yoga, you're like, Shaw, Emily, I know this already, but, <laughs> but there's yin yoga, ashtanga yoga, there's vinyasa, there, there's so many different types. So I am um, asking Fanny, which kind she specializes in. <laughs> um, I'm a certified Hatha Vinyasa teacher. So that's the style of yoga you have, you see everywhere you type yoga on youtube this is the one you find <laughs> but i was uh, lucky enough to have just a few taste and a few tools uh to to be able to share to share my teaching my teaching in yin also yes. and the teacher i studied with just gave us a few tools just so we could you know if we had to replace someone in your studio or whatever we could you know, just pop up and teach one class or two. Um, so my main focus is Hatha Vinyasa. I'm also very passionate um, in Kundalini. Yes! And it's way <laughs> <laughs> And I really love that and I can't wait. After the 500 hours, I'm sure I will definitely do a Kundalini teacher training as well. But that's not <laughs> Oh my God. I, I also feel like when you are a teacher continual education is really an important part of staying like just both aware of of what's going on around you but also staying inspired and staying excited like so having having the ability to be both the um teacher and the student is really like important when you're in that sort of role um oh. even as a doctor if i may because i of course there is some time when a patient comes and I'm like, the hell, I don't know what you have right now, but I will look at it. I will look for it. I will ask someone who is more specialized. Even as a doctor, we have this position as well. 
do not believe we already knew we are we already know everything by heart and we're like magicians you know like or <laughs> Like a Google computer, you put all the symptoms in it and then Google gives you the diagnosis. No, we're already, especially as doctor as well, continuous education is something we definitely need to do. There are so many people that do not do it. And at the end of 40 years of career, it's really scary. Like, no, sorry, we're not giving those antibiotics anymore. Like, no. Nope, yep. no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I... I think the language around, um, you said you're a general, you're a GP and, and that stands for general practitioner. And I think like practice is in medicine and it's in yoga. Like you have a yoga practice, you have a medical practice. And actually, if we like tune it all the way down, you have an art, (laughs) You have an art form that you do where you move your body. You have an art form where you receive people's stories and you help them understand themselves and their bodies through them. And I, I think that that's, that's like, a, like a beautiful place to be, but that's also the place that calls us then to, um, calls us to ourselves, calls us to continually learn, calls us to be curious. And I, I love that, I don't know that all of the listenership uh, I, I think it is a beautiful thing for people to hear that, that doctors feel that way, um, about what they do. So at least I do, I don't know yeah. for my fellow colleagues, like, I'm not sure this super, super famous professor who is like this most recognized surgeon in the world does. And I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good grief. Yeah. We're not even going to talk about super professors and <laughs> yeah, that's a discussion for another day. Oh, bless. So are you, when you're in practice, are you also talking to, I, I um, when I worded this question, the question was, how do you see yoga benefiting your clients? I used the word clients because I didn't know. So are you also in your, in your medical practice talking to people about like yoga or is the medicine just medicine now? Um, and in the, sorry, finish. Oh yeah. I, or is the YouTube station like a mix of like your medical knowledge and your yoga knowledge? Have you combined them yet? Or are you just at the stage right now where you're like exploring both and just starting to see what's possible? the problem in here and in where I live, we're lucky enough, you may know, to have a great social system. Mm. And, um, so the, the, the caring is, and people do not have to pay for their, for going to the doctor and everything. But oh. on the other hand, we really need to be um, following the rules. Yep. We do not have a very good in French we have this expression that means that is a marge de manoeuvre and that this the the movement you can afford you can afford into a form you know mm-hmm. and um we really have to follow the rules uh follow the recommendations so uh and um the 200 hours and 300 hours are not recognized in France as well so if I'm talking to my patients about yoga and teach them yoga, I'm engaging my medical responsibility. And that's not something I want to do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I definitely use my knowledge from yoga to help them um, just uncover or start uncovering what's really behind You know, when you have someone um, coming to you with a chronic back pain, lumbar pain, sometimes it's related to sacral chakra. Uh And also sometimes it's just related to uh, constipation and everything. So I I just can help them just inside the discussion, give them some ideas to just look up for this or look up for that but I'm 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 not able yet maybe in in 10 10 or 20 years maybe we can (laughs) (laughs) for now as a convention doctor I'm not able to do that yet on the YouTube channel I think it happens because 
as you may guess, I love to talk. I love to explain and I love to teach. Yes. <laughs> I'm always explaining about alignment and everything. But you also need to remember that from the other side of the screen, there is a person who has his or her medical condition. Yep. And that's, that's something, for example, about the herniated discs. Yep. There are many people doing crazy things, just not addressing things like you should not do that if you have a herniated disc or you should not do that if you're pregnant. You mm -hmm. should not do that if whatever. You know, I think just having this medical awareness helps me being a yoga teacher. I am still in the process of figuring how <laughs> to mix the two. But I also really want, when they will mix, it will be a natural mix. I don't, yes. want, to, I don't want to force, because that's my point of view. I'm sure in 30 or 40 years, science will be able to back up what we call energy right now. Mm -hmm. you know? And for now, we're not able to do that. I'm sure maybe it's even 60 years this is the future, but for now, it's much more about just finding the mix and giving people the tools for them to explore themselves more than me knowing what's good for them. Oh, that's beautiful. Giving people the tools to explore themselves. Oh, I love that. I love that a whole bunch. Um, so when you studied yoga, then I'm also assuming that you, um, you, you also studied like <laughs> the spiritual aspects of yoga and not just the poses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what, like, I, I guess, um, what do you feel like is like the biggest thing that sort of you like are interested in or that you're like bringing to the world or that you're delivering to the world like from the particular um, position that you're in right now? Um, that's, that's like an interesting question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also, for me, what's relevant to energy isn't something you believe in or not. It's just, it's there. And if you don't believe in it, that's okay. It works anyway. And um, <laughs> I mean, there was this crazy thing in my family about my mom having like, um, you know, um, the dreams that predict the reality mm -hmm. in my sister is the- Premonition. Um, now, fire holder, you know, the people that, uh, you, you know, they remove the fire when you get burned and they place the hand and the burnt is gone. I don't know. What oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, there, there has always been energy in my family and I was so sure it skipped me for whatever reason. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> not. So I wasn't really new to this concept of energy and this concept of spirituality, but I'm sure everything, whatever you want to call that, and you just have to choose what resonates with you the most, what you feel the most close to, and everything for me is the same in whatever you want to call it. Is it your inner light? Is it your inner space? Is it God? Is it your inner God? Is it your intuition? Is it your inner voice? Everything is inside is energy. And my work here is to try to help the people who want get back to that, to the whatever they want to call it if it is light, if it is intuition or what, just help people get back inside because we are in a crazy world right now, but we are so, so focused about eyes outside. Of course, mm -hmm. everyone says don't consume so much or don't be so attached to uh, um, external outcomes and whatever. Yeah, but how? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like when you read any personal de development book everyone is saying get back to to who you are yeah i'm sorry who is it can i 
can I have a method to just go meet that uh, who am I? Because uh, for now, I don't know, and I'm on the way. <laughs> I'm just, I feel, I don't know if we all have a dharma or thing like that. For those listener, listening, the dharma is like your life mission, the one, the, the thing you're here to, to do if you believe in that, but you can also consider that you do not have a dharma and that's okay too. I don't know if I have a dharma, but if I have one, it's definitely something about just helping people getting back to their inner light. And that's the name of the YouTube channel as well. But, um, and because the more people get back to their inner light, the more we will enlighten the world. <laughs> yes. No, cheesy, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's not cheesy. I I love so much um about what you just said. <laughs> because I also see um a lot of people in the spiritual community or the wellness community um using Sanskrit words like dharma um that have multiple meanings and it, it like um but also taking them and applying to them to something very specific, like one's life purpose. And I think a lot of people get stuck on the like linear trajectory of a life purpose. Like my life purpose is to become a doctor. So I'm going to become a doctor, but they don't, they don't then start to like open that up and be like, well, what does actually, what does being a doctor mean? Cause maybe my life purpose is to like be a doctor. Right. But it is also to heal to bring people to an understanding of themselves, to, to help them see themselves holistically. And that then, that becomes sort of like the light that you apply to everything. So yes, you're also a doctor and you're doing those things, but you're also a yoga instructor and you're doing those things and you're also a writer. And those things are pouring out into like what you write and they come up in every conversation that you have. So it isn't actually like a line, like it, it's not a goal that you work toward, but it, yeah. it, it is a concept that you hold so dear that is like such a, a part of the fiber of your being and something that you're naturally attracted to. And you probably have always been. I, I think this is funny too, when people come uh, to me and they're like, I don't even know what my passions are. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> you, just, you just haven't been told that, that they are a passion. Like or you also have forgotten as well. Yeah. You're a good boy or a good girl. You would, you were told to have a um, sustainable job or a stable job or just, you know, make the money and you will be safe, but yeah. don't stop me on the comfort zone and being safe. This is, this will take way too long. Oh, no, I, I, <laughs> I think uh, a lot of people tuning in could like hear that though. Cause also there are passions that we have that like you just literally just touched on that have been made socially unsafe to pursue. Yeah. And so like how many times have we not, you know, gone to the um, yoga teacher training because we're like, well, how do I make that make me money? Or I uh, gone on retreat because we don't, want to and you know we don't know how that's gonna like make our lives perfect or just in this like a lot of people think maybe it's um what is something that people typically reject about themselves or their passions oh like it's it's not right if you're getting a lot of pleasure from it <laughs> it must be wrong right <laughs> and so people will like uh, deny the fact that they really love sweets or, and, and that needs to happen in moderation. I'm not saying that everyone should now go out and like take baths and chocolate, um, but, <laughs> but hey, that might be fun. Um, <laughs> but there, there is social conditioning around like what we're, how oftentimes what we're, what we feel safe in saying that we love. Cause I, I also think some people do love abundance yeah. and that's not a, bad thing to love <laughs> who wouldn't of course yeah. you're in love uh, like having trouble to pay your bills like come on who is doing that <laughs> yep <laughs> i think the interesting point of what you're saying is just having the um the tool in your toolbox to be aware of the moments where 
you indulge yourself because it makes you feel good and you need that. And the moment that you indulge yourself to cope with something, we should run away from something. You know, oh, you, were, yep. you were talking about sweets. And you, of course, when you get through a bad breakup, of course, chocolate can help you. If you want <laughs> to eat chocolate, go eat chocolate by all means. But please remember, do you eat chocolate because you love chocolate? Or do you eat chocolate because you're just trying to wash away the pain in chocolate? And same, <laughs> and same goes for the retreats. Of yep. course, when you go into a retreat, you're in this super sensitive, connected bubble, spiritual bubble, and then you get back to your life and you're like, hey! <laughs> so yep. you, really need, you really need to know how to gently because we all need more kindness to ourselves parent yourself realize that yes now i need need to be able to make the difference between right now i need some grounding i need some rest some rest and right now i'm just lazy mm -hmm. <laughs> that's well, part of the journey <laughs> it, yeah it is part of the journey it goes the other way too like right now i'm working because i want to live in abundance versus i need to give myself a break <laughs> and, and not do stuff <laughs> or i i even more than abundance and i feel like you your story is similar to mine in this way i like when i was pushing myself really hard it was for a good reason it was because it was because i was pursuing knowledge it was because i was pursuing ways to share that with the world it was uh, you know, it was for this very noble purpose, uh, but it was still essentially abuse. <laughs> so I love that you, I love that you also touched on the like non-escapism and let's use chocolate as an example. If you're trying to numb out and you're eating chocolate because you're numb versus, versus being in the yoga, attaching the awareness to it. I'm aware that I love chocolate and now I'm eating the chocolate and I'm feeling it melting in my mouth and I'm tasting all of the different flavors in this particular chocolate that I've chosen. And now I'm aware and allowing and purposefully cultivating a feeling of comfort, of joy and satisfaction. That's the opposite of numbing, right? Yeah, and suddenly you will realize that you would eat less, less, much chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Take the time to savor it. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just like the retreat's an example of that too. Like, I, I feel like, um, I feel like there is a tendency in the spiritual community, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, um, toward escapism. So like, I don't want to have to feel how hard it is to like be a human living in the now. And the now, let's be like legit. All of us are in, still in the middle of a pandemic. It's definitely worse in America than it is in France. So good for you all being good citizens. Um, <laughs> having responsible leadership, um, <laughs> but like, I, I feel like a lot of people are going to like, it's, it's hard to be in this life. And a lot of people will go to yoga or will go to something like that in an attempt to escape, um, from reality and, uh, yoga in my opinion, and it also sounds like in your opinion is about learning how to be. It's not about escaping the reality. It's just learning how to be both in the reality, but in yourself and the like combination of the two. If you are not supposed to be here, and that's what a lot, that's a lot of things you can see uh, in the spiritual community and everything, you know, try to escape the body or try to suppress emotions or whatever. Um, if you are not supposed to be here, you wouldn't be. Even if you don't believe in afterlife or in past lives or whatever, if you are here in this 3D reality, in this world, in this whatever year 2020 was and 2021, <laughs> <be>. <laughs> um, then you are here to have an embodied experience, to be inside your body. And that's also, that's, that's a journey for all of us. It's easy for me to say, because I'm the other side of the podcast and blah, 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 and sound like a spiritual leader of whatever. But this is, a, this is an everyday journey. It's an everyday work because it's really easy to fall back into what your, what your old patterns were. 
it's really easy to forget the work you've done, the way you've, you've come so far, all the amazing things that you've done. This, this is your life. You are a person with a unique combination of genetics, experience, and talents. And please use that to be in our reality. We need you. We don't need someone that is so up in the air that you cannot grasp, you know, when you, you try to grasp them and they're like transparent. <laughs> you're right now, we need you. Because if you're in this 3D realm right now, you have a role to play. Oh, that was beautiful. So if you were to give someone advice on how to step more into their sacred adventure, or uh, just how to, um, maybe lessons that you've learned along yours, what would it be? How to begin, I guess, would simply be, be ready for an adventure that will challenge you. Because yes. we have this reptilian brain that wants to keep us safe. And that's what I call the... I'm not the only one to got it, but the uncomfortable comfort zone. You know, when you try to step out and your brain is freaking out and you have all those fears, all those, everything that makes you step back. You know, when New Year's come and you start to go to the gym and then once you do not go to the gym and then comes <laughs> back. So be prepared for a journey that will not be easy because right now you've before starting the journey you've chosen to live with some gray in front of your eyes or like you've been wearing sunglasses for your whole life when you remove sunglasses mm. you know, many things to come many things to see many things to realize and sometimes you realize that some things are not as beautiful as you thought they were aka your flaws <laughs> AKA your opportunities to learn. I do not call them failure failures. I call them opportunities to learn <laughs> and everything. So be prepared. Also find someone who resonates with you. If it is just a podcast like the one we're in right now with some amazing people sharing their stories. Just and the biggest the biggest one is just follow your heart and follow your breath. You cannot do such a journey without the breath, even if it is in yoga or meditation or just bringing conscious back to your breath because your breath is what makes you alive. And most follow, follow your heart, be sure you already know. There is this TV thing that says all the answers are inside, blah, blah, blah. Now, of course, if you do not study for your exam, you won't have the answers inside. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes. You, ha you have to take action. <laughs> All the answers are inside, but you have to take action on them. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. I interrupted you. <laughs> I, I totally get you. Just find someone that speaks to you, but that does not speak to your mind. That speaks to your soul. That speaks to your heart. And be also okay with things evolving. That someone can help you at some part of your journey and then it's not the good person and then maybe it's back and that's okay too. Be okay to know that everything will come in its own time, no matter how much you want it to come when you want, mm -hmm. trust me, I can't. <laughs> I can understand that very well. Be prepared. Be, be prepared to be in an adventure, and you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you you didn't know your or um, or you something more in your life than just going to work, pay the bills, save, and go on vacation. Where where when we can get back to go on vacation somewhere else than in our homes well of course <laughs> <laughs> oh that was beautiful well if people well, not even, I'm, I'm your 
questions. I'm sorry. You did. You did. We didn't use the exact questions that I sent you. We, we talked, uh, I feel like answered all of them though. Um, where can people find you if they just heard you and fell completely in love with you? <laughs> where can they discover you? Where can they get more of you? I will definitely send you the the website when it will be ready. I have a YouTube channel that is called Retrouve ta lumière and you can translate that as back to light, back to inner light because that's what I'm passionate about. I so so I have a YouTube channel and a Facebook page as well. On the YouTube channel the podcast is in English. The yoga will be soon. I'm really happy about that. Yay. And I'm also in the process of building um, building the web the website and also the Instagram page because I'm still new. Uh, I was kind of a girl, you know, like social media. E, I'm scared. I don't want to. <laughs> I just started Instagram this year, so you're fine. <laughs> so there is Instagram page as well. For now, all the names are in French. So that's Retrouve Ta Lumière. I hope we have some show notes to- There are definitely that. show notes. Uh, somewhere. And yeah, that's that's me. And that's why, that's what I would love to offer you if you're ready to start the journey. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Fanny, for being here. I enjoyed speaking with you so much and got a lot out of our little chat. Thank you for having me and thank you for listening as well. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, all of the links that Fanny just mentioned will be in the show notes and available to you both on the website or through whatever streaming device you are listening from. And I look forward to sharing more sacred adventures with you in the future. Have an amazing day.